0: Well, I'm delighted now to be joined by former Cork City manager and the man who gave Cork City the name, the Rebel Army. Pat Dolan is with us on the score in Cork's 96FM this afternoon. Pat, of course, now a columnist with the Irish Daily Star. A great predictor of results, and we're going to put him to the test today on the final day of the Premier League season. Pat, so much up for grabs on the final day at the top and indeed the bottom as well. So um, let's... Kick it all off with Leicester City against Manchester United. The winner takes it all for a Champions League spot. Vardy on red-hot form. De Gea is struggling.
1: Well, listen, this is just massive today, isn't it? I mean, listen, it's not just Leicester and Manchester United that need Champions League football. Frankie Lampard, who wants to fight with Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> he needs it too. Um, i just got a sneaky feeling that Manchester United just you know, might find a way here not to lose. Okay. Um, a draw doesn't suit Leicester, it suits United. In Mason Greenwood, I think they've got the best young player in Europe, so I'm going for United to get that draw. Good
0: stuff. Chelsea Wolves, uh, that's a Mount Watering one as well.
1: Yeah, well, listen, if Frank Lampard's calmed down, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, I think they can do this. <laughs> um, I mean, listen, what are you imagine for Roman Abramovich? It's not an easy task. He's a young manager, he did okay at Derby, but he got the job because he was a legend as, as a player. If he wants to become a legend as a manager, this is the first step. You know, He talked about how when they qualified for the Champions League, I think in 2003, that was a catalyst that attracted Abramovich to actually buy Chelsea. This is crucial for Frank Lampard. If he doesn't deliver Champions League football for Chelsea, I can't see him being around too long under their, their, their ruthless Russian, Russian owner.
0: Right, so who's gonna who's gonna do it? Chelsea, Chelsea to go. Chelsea to get enough. Uh, West Ham and Aston Villa, not a big one here.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, down at the bottom of the table. Dean Smith was my old teammate at, uh, at Walsall. He's a lovely, lovely guy. Really, mm. really nice person. Um, but you know, West Ham uh, under miserable Moisey, <laughs> <laughs> they've had a really strong finish of the season Yeah, you know th- this fixture looked as though it, it was going to have a significant you know impact for both teams Moyes delivered and unfortunately Dean Smith um, can still get- take Aston Villa down I mean Villa's a- are such a massive club Yeah, people forget that you know Birmingham's the second biggest city in-, in England they're the biggest club in Birmingham I mean that was just a huge win for them during the week Can they do it again? I'm going for my old mate, um, Dino, to deliver and and, and get the points that keeps Filler up.
0: Oh, interesting. And uh, Watford then away to Arsenal.
1: Well, how dodgy are Watford in in how they treat managers? I mean, poor old Gino Pozzo. I mean, he's a real boss. He's at the training ground every day. I mean, the players uh, know that when it comes to who's the real gaffer at Watford, you know, it's the owner. That's an always... You know, that's something that sits comfortably throughout many European countries. In the Premier League, I'm not sure how that works. I mean, this has been a miserable season for uh, Watford. They brought in Nigel Pearson, the, the, the third manager of the season. Um, he delivered and he put them in a, in a position where they had a fantastic chance to stay up. But the last week has just been a joke. They're in trouble. You know, I, I fancy them to go down. I really do. And, you know, if, if that happens, and Arsenal do beat them today, they deserve it.
0: Mm, Bournemouth still have a chance. Away to Everton. Tough one.
1: Well, I'll tell you what now. All the Bournemouth fans will be hoping your optimism has some semblance of uh, <laughs> reality to it. I'm not so sure. sure. Uh, you know, what a job that Eddie Howe did at um, Bournemouth. I mean, extraordinary. I mean, this is the guy that went to, uh, did a great job job as a young manager at Bournemouth and got a big gig in Burnley. It went horribly wrong for him there. He returned and, and got him to the Premier League and kept them in the Premier League. But I, I just can't see them beating Everton today. I can't see them getting a point. I'm going for I'm going for the Toppies and Carlo Ancelotti, Mr Cudley to uh, make sure that Everton go into the, the summer break with with a win.
0: Okay, so they're all the games with really something to play for. We'll go through the other um, five fixtures quickly enough. Um, John Egan, Sheffield United doing a great job their way to Southampton.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, Danny Ings, you know, he's been one of the players of the season. I mean, if you remember back to October, you know, when Southampton... Um, went to the King Power Stadium and got thrashed. Oh, no, it was actually Leicester came to, to Southampton and Leicester beat them 9-0. You would have thought they are going down. Mm. So, is, uh, he he's, he's um, stabilised the club. He's got a new contract. And Danny Ings, he's got a form striker. I just think that, that, that Chris Wilder, after all the fantastic form this season, won't want to finish on a defeat. I'm going for a draw.
0: A draw there. Palace and Tottenham?
1: Yeah, poor old Roy Hodgson. I mean, listen, one of the nicest people in football, a real gentleman. He's had no luck at the moment. And, you know, he's running into a Spurs team, a Jose Mourinho, that that, that seems to have found a little bit of form. I'm going for Spurs to win this one.
0: Mm, Brighton and uh, Brighton away to Burnley.
1: Well, incredibly, my sister um, lives in Brighton. She's a massive uh, Brighton fan. Um, But... I'm not sure. They've got a lot of credit this year, Brighton. But uh, I didn't like the way they treated Christy mm. Um I think it's Sean Dyke, they've got a, a guy that should be in the running for manager of the year. What a job he's got. But listen, I think there's politics. Uh, I think there's problems between himself and the ownership. Could be his last game. I think that after the magical um, journey that he's been on in, in, in bringing and establishing Burnley to the... Premier League. I think Sean Dyke won't want to sign off this incredible bit of management without a victory. I'm going for Burnley.
0: Okay, Norwich already relegated away to Man City. There could be goals in this one,
1: Pat. Yeah, I'm sure there will be. I mean, listen, Norwich are a great example of you know how people think about football now. All the all the dudes with the tight trousers and they all look fantastic and they talk about how important it is to have a philosophy and play magical, beautiful football. I'll tell you what. Wouldn't Norwich fans like to have a manager that thought the best philosophy is to win a few football games? They're bottom the table, they're relegated and now they're away to Manchester City. Another defeat here.
0: And we keep the champions on to last, away to Steve Bruce's Newcastle. Newcastle, Liverpool.
1: Steve Bruce. What a lovely man, Steve Bruce is. Mm. Um, a fantastic fella. Um, done a good job at Newcastle. A difficult job politically. But you know what? Despite... The, the, the fact that Jurgen Klopp's been dancing this week, the players have been <laughs> celebrating. Um, listen, I just think Liverpool will find that last little bit of energy to, to finish this memorable season uh, after 30 years of, of of having no league trophy in the trophy cabinet, a trophy they used to own or feel it belonged to to Anfield and Bill Shankly and Paisley and mm. Daglish. Mm. It's a remarkable achievement for Klopp. A great week. I think it'll continue here, Liverpool.
0: Okay, that's great to have your thoughts and all those predictions. And we'll see how they get on. Four o'clock kickoffs in all of those games. Just before you leave us, uh, Pat, I wanted to ask you: Did you ever support any of the uh, the English teams as as a schoolboy growing up yourself?
1: Listen, I, I, you know, obviously, you know, I'm a Galway man from Marjorie Hunt, so I have a hurling heart, but listen, Mm. football is the greatest game in the world, greatest sport on the planet. Um, Growing up in England, there was a little uh, school in in Chelmsford in Essex called King Edward's Sixth Grammar School, Mm. and trust me, um, on that playground... Um, all the top teams, the, the, the games were between the Manchester United's and the Liverpool's and the Arsenal's and the Tottenham's and the Barcelona's. But you know who they we were playing, Trevor? Hmm? Galway United. <laughs> I, 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 think, I, think, I think it was Galway Rovers maybe at that time. But you know what? In the playground where I was the boss, the only team that mattered was Galway. Golliver boot.
0: Great stuff. Fantastic to have your views as always, Pat. And, um... Um, we'll catch up with you soon and we'll see how your uh, predictions actually uh, pan out uh, this afternoon on the final day of the Premier League season always a pleasure having you on the radio with us Pat
1: well listen Trev same same to you You know, there's only one legend in, in Irish sports commentary and that's Trevor Welsh and listen, let's hope that the, the Rebel Army get their act together and get back to where they belong at the top of the table
0: well said, thanks very much Pat